You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Hello and welcome to Tabletop Arcanum, we're your hosts... Justin and Ricky, and today we are joined by Doug. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Uh, Doug is rooming with us, so we're forcing him to enjoy the convention with us. I was going to th- say thanks for having me, but I guess I don't have much of a choice. It's true. So here we are, Gen Con. It was between this or having him awkwardly lay on the bed while we pitter pattered around. Uh, that was an option. He would have just played on his phone the entire time and judged just silently. Yeah, that is very fair. So. Um, uh, yeah, welcome to uh, episode one or day zero of Gen Con uh, 2019. This is going to be rough, raw, and because we're going to throw a little bit out every night for everybody to check in on the next morning. So we got down here, checked in, did the hotel <coughs> thing. What was that? Make sure you're talking to the mic. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Um, checked into our hotel, which almost turned into a small disaster because we didn't have a room. And then we had a room and then everything was fine. It's a very nice room, actually. It's uh, nice. JW Marriott hooked it up, and uh, we're overlooking a baseball diamond. Yeah. I don't know what team plays here, but you know what? I'm okay with it. Except for when we need to try to get some sort of sleep and the floodlights are still on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's okay. Well, we're going to really test out these blackout curtains. That's what the curtains are for. Yeah. We're going to have to test those, though. Um, but yeah, no, got down here, um, got our, our coupon books, so we're very excited to see what sort of... Uh, swag is out there for that and then Uh, all three of us went over to uh the fantasy flight in flight report yeah so that's the the big event for tonight was the fantasy in flight report this is really a trade day um so manufacturers stores like all that sort of got together and did their own little fun day but we got to the, do the Fantasy Fin Flight Report, which like we did last year was a lot of fun. This year, also, no, maybe as much, not as much fun as last year, I think. But um, it was packed. It was jam packed. It was yeah. your first time going. It, it was. It was my first time. Yeah, yeah, and that place was. I think every seat was filled. Yeah, all uh, this was completely sold out. So the only people that didn't make it were like they had a ticket and just didn't make it down in time or. Decided mm-hmm. to like skip that. Um, we had to kind of time our will call line a little bit because, like, wow, that's a long will call line. Um, it's a lot more deceiving than it looks. It looks really, 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 really long, but it moves. Um, so later on, we went through about an hour. hour it was a little over an hour. Yeah. So that that was actually pretty good, despite being like literally outside when we started. So. So let's talk about Fancy Flight and the in-flight report. What do they got? Uh, so they started with uh, Final Hour, which is an Arkham Horror... Brand new board game brand for the Arkham universe. Um, one to four players, co-op, much like every other Arkham game there is. Um, it's a little bit... I was a little disappointed seeing that it was four players, because most of the games fit up to like eight. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that they call it the Final Hour, because you're... St- uh, Cult has started, uh, has, could just, has couple, finished. just finish a ritual to awaken an ancient one and summon it and to eat everyone, and you arrive on the scene and have to fix it. 
you have eight turns to 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 win or lose to unscrew up yeah. everything that they've screwed up. Um, I like the play on the words because final hour should be playing in an hour or less of game time. So, mm-hmm. um, this is probably going to be the fastest Arkham game yet. Yeah, new territory for an Arkham game. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, there is. Um, when they started showing the video, I was like, "Ooh, is this?" Um, Elder Dice Second Edition because they were talking about like clock strikes midnight, the t- hour approaches. I'm like, ooh, and it's the only other Arkham game that had a clock sort of mechanic attached to it. And no, no, they shocked me on this one. So um, they are demoing it, so we will definitely, definitely get our hands on it. They are point. also selling it. Limited um, qualities. Hopefully, we're gonna try our best to grab a copy of it. Yeah. Um, but they're at least demoing it all week. Uh, right. All if week. we don't get our own, uh, our hands on a copy ourselves because we want it uh, for our own collection and then also be able to review and, and share with you our thoughts before the same comes out in, like, November, mm-hmm. we are definitely going to demo it here and see what it's about, especially when it's, like, an hour play time. Those demos got to go fast. Oh, yeah. So that was the brand-new Arkham uh, thing should be out this fall. MSRP is going to be about $40. So Yeah, not very can, expensive. Yeah. Sweet spot there. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was next? Next was the Genesis RPG. This is also when they had their technical hookup hiccup. <laughs> yeah. That so was yeah, Genesis. <coughs> that that uh, we played the Genesis system with the Star Wars last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the storytelling system. That this this it's all dice based and narrative through what your dice roll is, and then you interpret it, and your GM interprets it. And Have you done this yet, Doug? I, I haven't. No. Okay. So the idea behind it is. Um, you have good dice and bad dice in your roll. So, like, as a GM, like, you roll, okay, it's going to be this stat line and this attribute, so you pool your dice based on that, and then I'm like, okay, well, it's this difficulty, so you add these dice to it. And then they kind of, you roll them all together, and, like, successes cancel out failures, and you kind of figure out, like, okay, based on your roll, did you succeed or did you not? And then another factor in there is either you have advantage or disadvantage. So you can succeed on a roll, but maybe at a disadvantage. Like, Yes, you hacked the door open, but it made a loud noise, so everybody goes alerted about it. Okay. Um, or vice versa. Like, you didn't hack the door, but nobody knows you're there still. Like, something like that. Like, you can really... It's really interesting of it, how you can interpret those roles. So, and so more like degrees of success. Correct. And so. it kind of makes it easy on the DM trying to figure out how is this going to play out, like... Yeah. Logistically, okay, yeah, you did super great. Oh, you did super bad. But then, you know, in that middle, you're like, okay, you did, you did okay. Right. Um, I like it. Uh, and then when they talk about the Genesis system, they made it generic, so they took the Star Wars stuff off of it and made it like an open RPG. You can put it in fantasy worlds, you can put it in sci-fi worlds, you can do it modern day. Like, here's the dice system. Use it how you feel. Um, they put the the Descent, uh, Terranoth world as a core book they also did one for their uh, cyberpunk android universe which are already out but then they're expanding a player's guide version is what they announced Mm -hmm. they announced a uh, new rule supplement Um, they also announced a gm screen screen that we didn't get to see but we're it was described to us and it was described as very very pretty we did see it for about two seconds yeah Yeah, that's true yeah uh and then because Keyforge, they're doubling down on Keyforge. They're doing a Keyforge source book. They're doing the so Keyforge you can source do book. Do like a Keyforge RPG. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. They're uh, also uh, available tomorrow um, on Foundry. Uh, they're doing a drive-through RPG 
Um, yes. Yeah. So their drive-through RPG has some like user-generated uh, material options. Um, the White Wolf games, like uh, Vampire and Mage, already kind of use this. As they call, uh, they call it the Storyteller Vault. Essentially, I can create. Uh, a t- they have templates that I can download and then create a module or create a source book of my own and toss it up there for everybody. And it's just there for people to use. So they're doing this kind of the same thing for their Genesis system too. So if the, the community can definitely like double down on themselves and generate their own uh, source material. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, just to see, because that's always the best thing is when players get their hands on stuff and then run with it. That's where the best, I think the best innovation comes from usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was up next? Next on the docket, uh, Star Wars Legion. Um, mm, yeah. they, they announced the paint and take area um, at Gen Con, yeah. similar to what they had over at Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hit that up. I don't know if you know this, Doug, but I have bought a lot of Star Wars Legion, and I have not painted a lot of it. So if I get one more done in the course of this weekend, that's one more that I probably haven't done ever. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I've done a paint and take before. Um, when uh, Tony and I ran out to, um, it was the uh, Alliance Open House last fall. Uh, WizKids was doing. Uh, I think it was actually no, I think it was Game Trade Magazine was doing the paint and take with the WizKids minis. So they all gave everybody like owl bears. Like here's a bunch of paint. Here's a bunch of owl bear minis. Go crazy. So. So you can literally have practice, put some paint on a model, and go, oh, this is neat, and then you take it home with you. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Usually they don't cost you anything either. Um, So I can only imagine how much money on the back end Fantasy Flight's putting in on something like that, because Gen Con's not small. Yeah, but you bust open a bunch of... Celebration. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah. If they're doing one box of like troopers, the first one's free, Justin. This is how you start an addiction. It is true. They didn't need to do this to me, but you understand how many people they're probably going to have paint one mini and go. You know what? This is what I want, and then are in the same boat as me. That's how they get you hooked. <laughs> yeah, no, that that makes sense. Yeah, so the paint and take is a neat idea. I'll definitely be stopping by. I don't. Uh, if I have the time, I'll, I'll definitely paint and take. But I think hitting demos is going to be my bigger priority. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a. All was live streamed this year, so if you actually want to see some of this, you can definitely head over to the Fancy Flight YouTube channel. They actually will post it all there. Um, mm. And then, of course, just like last year, uh, if you go to the website, like all the articles dropped at once once the the in-flight report was over. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people online are already going crazy. So um, it was Legion. And they talked about the extra factions and stuff for Legion. Yeah, so... Uh, so Clone Wars is here. We're going to have the... Uh, actually, for sale here at the week uh, during the weekend is mm-hmm. the core set. Um, but starting in quarter one uh, of 2020, we're looking at getting Count Dooku, Clone Captain Rex, Phase 2 Clone Troopers... And the B2 and Super Battle And the B2 Battle Super Battle... Yes, sir. Yeah. Dooku looked cool. Um, they also did announce uh, that we will be looking at, let me see, I apologize, um, quarter one, we're also looking at the um, AAT Trade Federation battle tank. And the, the Phantom Menace, uh, very famous battle tank there. Oh, yeah. And the 
TX-130 Saber-class fighter tank uh, for the clones. That thing looked awesome. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of cool stuff coming from from the Legion side. Then they also have the Imperial Bunker. They have the Imperial Bunker. That they announced, as well as the crashed escape pod. With R2-D2 and C-3PO. More importantly, it comes with the two droids that you could then use in your forces. They can be used uh, for uh, Galactic Republic or for... Or Rebel. Rebel. Yeah. And that's going to be out. Um, the Imperial Bunker and the Crash Escape Pod are going to be out by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, next thing, X-Wing. Uh, second edition, Houndstooth. Uh, oh, with so pretty. With the Z-95 Headhunter. That's coming out Not by the end of the year. Yeah. The they definitely revamped the paint job on that thing. I remember the first edition one being very like for such a large ship, it was kind of boring because it was like basic. it was like a brown ship and with like no real detail mm-hmm. on it. This thing looks pretty. It's like a little bit more on the tan side, but then they have like a lot of accent paint on there that makes it pop a lot. So that that thing looked really sweet. Uh-huh. Um, and then what was more important is the resistance. <sighs> Or no, well, before well, we get yeah, to the cards, also yeah, the resistance. resistance. So they're bringing in resistance ships. Uh, we're looking at the Fireball and uh, Major Von Rank's tie. Uh, yeah, resistance first order definitely needs some new ships. So I'm glad that they're tapping into the resistance cartoon to mm-hmm. to get a couple more uh, ships. We'll, while we're still waiting on Episode Nine to drop later this year. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like you said, cards. Card packs. Um, this is something I think X Wing players have been asking for since like first edition. Of why do I need to buy a ship that's not in my faction to get an upgrade card f- that I need that I can use on my ships that are, well, in my faction. So they're releasing three card packs for X-Wing 2.0. Uh, the Hot Shots and Aces, Never Tell Me the Odds, and Fully Loaded. So, hot, uh, was it uh, Hot Shots and Aces? Is a reinforcement pack. Right, so that's going to be more pilot-oriented. Um there's the uh, upgrade one is definitely like focused on the upgrades, and then what was never uh, never told me odds was was the obstacle pack. obstacle pack, which actually of the three, that's the one that I'm a little excited about because more obstacles in that game is actually what makes it more interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then Legion, not Legion. Um, Armada. Armada. Superstar Destroyer is available tomorrow. Uh, you'll start seeing those in stores. Yep, um, I know our local store has them, and we'll have them. Um, mm. They're they got a hefty price tag, but seeing the thing last year, uh, Doug, you were here last year. Did you s- stop by and see that thing? No, I didn't. Okay, it's gigantic. It's like your forearm. <laughs> the the mini quote unquote is this length of your forearm. It's a super star destroyer. It looks awesome. It's two hundred dollars. It's also two hundred dollars. So, if you play Armada, I think it would be worth the investment because it's either going to be a really, really cool like shelf piece in miniature for your to look at, but also works in your game. Or I, I would want to see how this thing run, runs in a game. Mm-hmm. Armada's really weird. Uh, I played it for a while. I liked it, but it's yeah, a, it's a it's a it's a different game from X Wing. Yeah, they also did announce. Um Meandry Starhawk and Uninjured Class uh, Star Destroyer. Yep. 
Those two should be uh, coming out by the end of the year. So the Starhawk's actually from the novels that are canon. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, correct. like that was a really um, cool, like, I, I did not see that coming. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I do enjoy because I, I personally have been reading through the novels, so it's mm-hmm. been nice to see some of that come, come through. Um, I mean, I've already got my theories about the Mandalorian that are related to the books. So when people are talking about it and I bring that up, people think you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. But after that, um, we got Keyforge. Yeah. Um, Third set. So they're they're sticking Mm -hmm. with their two sets a year. So like a spring and a fall release. So the third set, World Collides, is coming up. And they teased yesterday and they teased, I think, this morning two new f- house icons so we got to see them uh well first let's uh acknowledge they did have 1.1 million registered decks since they yeah brought this out have you played keyforge yet i haven't yet it's uh, something that we're definitely gonna have to introduce you to i, I have a pack yeah. yeah and that's the nice thing is like um you buy a pack whether it's the first set second set third set they're all compatible they're all they all work with each other, and it's a fast game. So, it can be either very frustrating or very fun, depending on your pack. Yeah, and that's kind of the fun of it because it it's all just going to depend on the deck that you pull. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no nope. spending money, no doing anything, trying to make the perfect deck. I mean, you see people online who buy you chase specific cards or combinations mm-hmm. of cards that you're looking for is what we've seen in the third market now. But ultimately, like, just get decks. If you mm-hmm. don't like the one you have, get another one. Yeah. Or uh, what we did recently at the the game shop was doing a, a best of the worst uh, uh, tournament. You had someone on your worst deck and... Yeah. Everybody p- brings the what they think is the... Officially what they call the, the, the toughest deck for you that you own to win with. Um, like, it just doesn't synergize well or whatever. And then when you... P- when you sit down with your opponent, you give them your deck for them to play. And they give you their back deck. So you're battling your own not-so-great deck with a deck that isn't much better. It was fun. But it it was a way that for them to develop a, how do we make all decks something you would bring to a tournament and see play. Like, bring a bad deck, then give it to someone else. <laughs> see if they can win with it. I got third on that one. Definitely didn't bring the worst, <laughs> but I definitely didn't bring a great deck either. So um, they did announce official uh, accessories for Keyforge uh, mm-hmm. coming from uh, Gamegenic. Yeah. Uh, we have the deck book and the deck fault. Yeah, and uh, the we're kind of modeled off of things that have already like uh, users created. Mm-hmm. So like where you slide your in the the. Not the vault, but the deck box where the name of the deck is visible and there's holes where you can see the houses in the deck. Um, we've seen a couple of those in wood and, and I've seen 3D printed versions of those. So this is like a nice like uh, stitched deck box version, a little bit more luxury. It did look really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they look like I, I'm, I'm not that huge into Keyforge, but even I looked at it and I was like, man. Yeah, if you get that one nice deck, yeah. that's what you want it to be in. Yeah, the deck vault I love because it looked like a a cube. Yeah, with uh, the keys attached to the outside, mm-hmm. and it can hold three decks, and then have a, has a whole bottom slot for your tokens and stuff. 
I just wish they took this design one micro step further, though, to be able to put those nice deck boxes in the deck vault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you could put three sleeve decks, but not anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, it has its purpose, so is the first one. Um, but the new set has two new houses. However... They're removing Sanctum and Mars from it. Correct. Uh, so they're so replacing we're still Sanctum and Mars with Grand Star Alliance. Which seemed like the Cree. Semi like the Cree. Or no, no, not the Cree. Uh, more a little Cree, a little Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it definitely felt like almost like a Marvel ripoff. And then, of course, uh, the Saurians, Republic, the Dinosaurs. Roman Dinosaurs. They looked pretty great. Um, but you should expect to see those out this November. Right. Um, so the set, all the sets are going to have seven houses, and they're going to rotate new houses in and swap out old houses. But as they said, this wasn't the last time we would see Sanctum or Mars, that they're actually, they'll come back in another set, mm-hmm. and something else will might swap out instead. Yeah. So, it's another way to get even more options and more cards and more fun out there. After that, they announced a new game, Marvel Champions card game, co-op LCG. Yeah. this Feelings on that, gentlemen? What do you think, Doug? <laughs> I don't know. Um, do, you play, do you play any LCGs currently? No, I've played uh, the Arkham LCG before, and mm-hmm. it's it's not my preferred style of game. So, okay, um, but it, I don't like the concept of buying multiple uh, core games to get a full set to play. So it sounds like this is a little bit different in that you can mm-hmm. you can kind of start with what you got, and then the the packs that like the add on character packs are mm-hmm. designed to. You can pick it up and play. You can also add it into your existing cards and build your deck. But if you if you're the style and just want to pick it up and start with the deck that they built for you, you can do that. So I kind of like that concept. Yeah, they actually have a couple like newer design thoughts and <coughs> on the release cycle on this, which you you called it out, Doug. Like this is the first LCG that one core will give you all of the playset cards that you need. You, and you know the price is higher. It's a sixty dollar core box opposed to a forty dollar core box. However, Arkham needed I, two, and that's eighty bucks. Uh, you know, and the, the problem that I have right now is it seems like that right now. But until we get hands on with it, um, they were talking about you can customize the cards, right? So customize the deck, so you don't have to go out of one of the um, five. Uh, or I'm sorry, four aspect uh, classes, leadership, aggression, protection, or justice. You can have a hybrid of however many right. you want. And at that point, it may become difficult to have multiple decks out of the core set. We'll, we'll have to so, see what it comes with. Yeah, I'm really hoping that they... It also can support up to four players out of the one core box. So I'm and curious to see where like those like those those um, aspect cards are going to fall into that. And that's going to be if you do not customize the uh, the decks at all, which could be fine, could be completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to see what happens when we actually get into the nitty gritty of it. Right. I would really like it if it was because I mean, 
like you said, Doug, uh, the thing that sucks about some LCG LCG games is you have to buy that second core. I had to buy mm-hmm. a second core of Arkham. Yep. Just to make sure if I had more than one deck or if I want to play with someone that I had all the cards. Honestly, more than one core. You need two cores of Arkham to have just two copies of the core cards. Yeah, and technically you can play that one game of Arkham even with a couple of players with one core, but oh, you're yeah. limited to who, which characters you can mm-hmm. play and how you can build your decks. Right, There's so, a, you're, you're hampered a little bit by it, and that sucks. And I think the game that I played, we, we were four of us, and I think we brought together like three core games just to make sure that everybody had a full mm-hmm. set of options they could use. Mm, yeah, yeah, you would need at least three, realistically. Three plus th- plus a couple expansions with extra characters. And yeah, you know, if you get the extra uh, deluxe expansions, then you're you're doing okay. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking at core only, that's one of those like, it's like a core per player. Like, there's three of us, we need three cores. Yeah. If there's four of us, we need four cores. Yeah, minimum. More more is better, but. But yeah, I, I appreciate that they finally have figured out that that has been a sore spot for LCG players mm-hmm. for years. Arkham's two, everything else before that's been three core sets to get a play set. Yeah. And I was saying uh, with everyone afterwards is like the Lord of the Rings card game. It's not an even card pool in a core set in the Lord of the Rings game. It's like some game, some of them you have four copies of, some of them you have three copies of, some you have two, some you have one. And if you want a full play set, you're buying three of them so that you get three copies of that one card, but then you have nine or 12 of something else. That's why I'm kind of worried about it. I'm, I'm hoping that they have fixed that and it's it's going to be nice. I mean, it was um, MSRP, I want to say, what, 60? 60. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not quite two times what the other LCG cores are. It's one and a half times, so I think we're okay. Mm-hmm. Because if you really think about it, like if you buy two Arkham cores, if you just want the cards, yeah, you're only really needing about half of that box. Because mm-hmm. then the tokens and the extra characters and scenarios, you don't need that. So, yeah, I, I think I think we might be okay, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see and when we get our hands on it and actually open it and see. They are demoing it, so we'll definitely play it this weekend. I'll be curious to get my hands on it, because the only thing I kept thinking when he was talking about this was Sentinels, and I don't know if it's similar in any way. Mm. It, but it might be. I think it might have some, some inspiration from the Sentinels. And uh, just the concept of, of multiple superheroes battling scenarios and villains. Right. I did like, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how they're going to play this, um, where you can play as the superhero or as their... The alter, alter, the alter, alter ego, so yeah. like Peter Parker versus Spider Man. Your yeah. cards, double, your your yeah, character cards, double sided. I don't think it was an either or. I think it was more the alter ego yeah. has you, has situations to deal with. Mm-hmm. You flip mid. You you're going to be flipping that in the game. Yeah, um, exactly. And have you know you'll have access to some powers on one, some powers on the other side, and um, depending on what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that each hero comes with a nemesis that may or may not be pulled in the story. So it's kind of I've. It sounded almost like the Arkham Weakness cards and signature cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each hero also has like 15 cards that are purely their cards. Like yeah, these 15, 15 cards are for Spider-Man and only Spider-Man gets them. Yeah, exactly. They have... To keep that flavor for that character. They also have the uh, nemesis that will be thrown into the encounter deck. Right. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're Peter Parker and... Um, I don't know. They if showed off Vulture. Vulture, yeah. So you're Peter Parker, and all of a sudden Vulture comes out of the event deck, and not only are you dealing with the situation at hand, 
But now Vulture's here messing everything up for everyone, and right. you have to deal with it personally. He's got a grudge. Yeah. I did like the uh, the concept behind so those those cards that are specific to each superhero. Yeah. He did say expect those to be a little more powerful than you might think they are. Right. The idea behind it being you they want you to feel like a superhero with superpowers and and these are your cards. These are your cards, so it really makes you stand out as that yeah. as that hero. Yeah. Um, so the other big like the other big like Marvel superhero game that I love is I love Legendary, and my one of my biggest problems with Legendary is. It's a deck building game, and you collect. You start with like generic shield cards, like shield agents, shield troopers, and you collect uh, heroes. But you collect a variety of heroes. So like your deck is going to have maybe some Captain America in it, some Spider-Man cards, some like depending on what you buy and you you build with, you're going. You're not playing those heroes. You're playing with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Where this is a lot like uh, the Arkham Horror or LCG, where if you're playing Captain America, the deck, you have Captain America cards and nobody else does. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I I'm excited for that part. Black of it. Panther and then throw out uh, a web slinger, like Spider Man's web slinger. Or Aunt May. Yeah. So um, they did announce mm-hmm. the five heroes that are going to be part of the core set. We're looking yep. at Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, She-Hulk, and Black Panther. And one of my favorites was like weirdly missing from that list. And I'm like, really? No cap? <laughs> and so, yeah, that was but nice that they followed up and they said, this is, this is what we're planning. We're planning uh, in October. Next, this the is the, the core. Next three months. Um, in November, you are going to receive uh, the Green Goblin scenario. Mm-hmm. So here's a new scenario. Uh, in December, you'll receive a new hero. We're looking at Captain America. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in January, we're going to receive uh, Miss Marvel. Right. So, um, so they're once once a month packs. They'll be about the same LCG, probably fourteen ninety five price point. But we're going to get. Here's a new scenario. Here's a new hero. Here's a new scenario. Here's a new hero. Sort of situation going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be good. Um, it's just going to be my my ultimate question is in all of the other LCGs, they're broken into cycles. Mm-hmm. So like Arkham, um, for example, you have the Dunwich cycle. So you have the Dunwich Deluxe box that comes out, and then like six subsequent uh, packs that support it. I don't know where this model's really. Excuse me. I don't know where this really model's going with that. They did talk about the campaign boxes, which sound like kind of like the deluxe box idea that's going to come out maybe once or twice a year, where it's not going to be overloading you, but it'll be a big box every once in a while. I just don't know how that big box is going to interact with all those like once a month packs. I kind of got the impression that the once a month packs are going to be more independent of each other, uh, mm-hmm. not thematic with each other versus the campaigns are going to be more of a thematic bundle of scenarios mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. a hero, a couple heroes. Yeah. We'll see if we can grill some of the fancy flight guys this weekend and see if we can get some extra details on how that works. We'll harass them until they tell us something. Or kick us out. <laughs> or kick us out. Um... And then after all this, uh, we did have Atomic Mass Games come out to stage. So that was a little bit of a surprise because this is a Fantasy, Fantasy Flight, Flight panel. So, yeah. I mean, did not expect someone else to come out. But they did announce, and I know Justin over here is pretty excited about it. Yeah. 
Um, so they formed last year, um, and they had a little technical difficulty, so they kind of gave away the secret before they were supposed to give us away the secret. They were supposed to tell us some things about themselves, and then all of a sudden, up popped Marvel Crisis Protocol, yeah. which is a miniatures game. Scrimmage game. It's a scrimmage game, and it looked pretty solid because it was uh, mix and match heroes and villains. Yeah, you could, um, you could bring whatever you want to the table. Mm. Every you know, Red Skull, Captain America, fight side by side. Spider Man, Venom doesn't matter. Like, bring what you want. Um, it did sound later on like as well as much as he was pushing, bring what you want. Later on, it kind of felt like yeah, there'll be some soft bonuses if you bring like the Avengers characters mm-hmm. together. Like they kind of will try to mesh each other a little bit. I'm like okay, cool. So if you really don't want to, you don't have to. But then there's a bonus if you do. And the pictures of the models looked beautiful. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I thought they were pretty solid. Um, they're hard plastic. Yep. So high detail. High detailed, great poses. Um, there, the one different thing that I saw of this core set is the terrain is interactable. Like you're literally supposed to use the terrain. You're supposed to all can pick up and throw a car. Yeah, because he, it's, he, because it's there. He they even said that Hulk could pick up the Daily Bugle and throw it at someone. It's like all right, Hulk can do whatever he wants. I th- think there was a Daily Bugle newsstand and not necessarily the Daily Bugle building. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but Hulk does does what Hulk wants. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I like the idea. Um. One of the things that I kind of dug is how the game is set up. Uh, we still don't really know gameplay, like what a turn by turn looks like. Um, but they are demoing it. We will definitely be. I'll no. I'll be checking it out and seeing what it's about because um, we'll be hassling them. The local store is very big on miniature games, so we're going to have to bring mm-hmm. back some intel on that. But I assemble my ten selected heroes. You s- assemble your ten selected heroes. We each bring like half of a mission together. Mm-hmm. We, you know, I put my half. I know what I'm going to bring. You know what you're going to bring, but you don't know what each other has. I thought that was super solid. It was, and then we smash them together. Those are our objectives, and more importantly, then you take okay, which of the ten like bench do I pull in and put on the mm-hmm. starting team? I thought that was super solid. That. I know half of the details of this mission, which is, I mean, as a superhero, you only know half of what's going on when you jump into something. Usually. Usually. So, I mean, that was that was a pretty solid uh, way to I mix like things up. Uh, the oh. objective's also inter- interactable. So, not just the terrain you can do stuff with, and it's just not mm-hmm. like, oh, it gives you a cover bonus like most war games. Um, but, like, if you're trying to get pieces of a Cosmic Cube as one of your objectives, well, the Cosmic Cube gives powers in the comic book so it's going to do something in the game when you get the objective mm-hmm. i haven't really seen that in a lot of the tabletop games yeah so they're doing some unique stuff and some interesting stuff and i i think it's going to be fun yeah and they also or, um announced their organized play where they just want you to play the game they want you to play the game so they will say that if you come out for an organized play that you will receive whatever prize first place wins even if you win last place just because they want you to be there it almost sounds like there isn't any placement there is no placement but then they will it's not a tournament per se structure but then they will have 
they will have tournaments at conventions in the future. Yes, high so le- this it, is we want you level, to come. Yeah. yeah, they want you to come out. They want you to play. Um, they want you to play get, to the point the that you stuff. get to. Yeah, you get all the fun stuff. You get to the point in the game where you feel like you can go to a convention and play it. And I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I like this. I'm I'm not the type of person to go play in a tournament for the most part, but right. if it's a game I enjoy and I want to try it with new people and try it and see new strategies and stuff, that's something that might appeal to to a player more like me. Right. Mm-hmm. You definitely want the the casual entry level. Yeah. Um, it, you know, in in I'm not a very good competitive player. Like hands down, like I barely win anything mm-hmm. um, when I play competitively, and I always like, oh man, those top tier prizes look great, and I. I know I don't have access to them because I'm not good enough to play that. So an organized play structure that's like, no, everybody gets these acrylic tokens mm. because thanks for coming out and playing in the event is more appealing to me as a player. Yeah. And I think it's a smart move by them. A, a, a new company, you know, new game, new IP. It's a, it gets it encourages people to come out and just participate right. and spread mm-hmm. the word. Right. And that's how you're going to build community. That's how you're going to grow the game and you're going to get people playing it um did they put price points on that one? Oh, you know that what? we know of i'm not sure actually i don't i don't I know don't if remember they seeing i don't remember seeing, seeing prices that. either yeah um, they may have i may have just missed it i know they also announced that they already have two character packs in the works hulk I, yeah i didn't get the full listing of the core set they kind of ran through it a little quick um it was it was like 30 minute presentation it was actually kind of long but also quick in some part it 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 was a lot of technical stuff i think that was acting up on him it made me feel weird because it kept seeming like he was done and then then he'd be like okay let's roll into this and that's completely fine i mean he gave us a lot of information they're very excited about it and you know one thing i like about a um, game developer is seeing that excitement yeah, and and that really sells it to me that this person really cares about this game, mm-hmm. so they really want you to care about this game. So yeah. they don't care; they 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 want you to understand. This is why I'm excited about it. Okay, but this is also why I'm excited about it. All right, okay. No, this is why I'm really excited about it. And he, uh, the the presenter, really came out and really gave. A very detailed and great presentation on that. You could tell he's put a ton of work into this. And right. This is definitely a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, speaking of, like, developers who are really excited about the projects, um, uh, Ricky, you might, uh, if he, he should be here t- this weekend, but uh, Mike Pondsmith, who wrote Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. um, is super... I, if he's here, I really want to meet him. Is is, is super pumped for uh, Cyberpunk Red, which is launching, but also um, for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, the upcoming mm-hmm. video game from um, CD Projekt Red. Like he is super pumped about the whole collaboration and everything new. So, yeah, we'll I'll, I'll see if we can catch him. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So that was the entire Fantasy Flight um, in flight report. Uh, Doug, how did you feel? This is your first time viewing it. It's my first time seeing it. Um, so my favorite part was the uh, the Arkham, the new Arkham game. Um, that's yeah. really mm-hmm. that's really the most uh, most up my alley as far as what I play. So I'm definitely interested in checking that out. Um, it was interesting. It was great to see you know what's coming up and, and mm-hmm. what they have planned. So my first time going to an event like that. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool to get a kind of an advanced look at what's coming out. Right. It's it's always fun seeing the energy come from the different 
people there because you know there are people there who just play uh, X-Wing. There are people right. there who just play Keyforce. There are people there who just play Legion. And just seeing all the and different you can hear, people. Like, oh, let's talk about Armada and like a quarter of the room cheers. Like everybody's yeah. like supportive and clapping, but there's like you, you can tell like, okay, those people are Armada players. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's our X-Wing crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that they led with that though. With because the Arkham, the, yeah, because that was like a a big announcement that they're like, okay, this is a brand new game. They you can go find it out in the uh, dealer's room tomorrow. And it's just like, wait, hold. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it, after everything else is, a, it, it kind of seemed like that should have been their like big announcement at mm-hmm. the end of the presentation. Yeah, that's um, where I think Marvel was that capstone. They last year they led with Arkham Third Edition. So, is it? I should probably look up. Maybe it's alphabetical. Um, I'm, no, <laughs> because for, Keyforge... For Keyforge was the capstone last year because it was the look at this brand new IP that we have. Yeah. Keyforge was last last year. And that was Marvel this year. And that was Marvel this year. And so I kind of felt... I mean, although, yes, I'm very excited for Marvel announcing a brand new game that's going to be available tomorrow, I felt should have been... The end of everything. Limited the, quantities only here. It's not like stores yes, are getting yes, tomorrow. Yes. And that's the I think the catch of why it falls where it is. Yeah. 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 Um I was still a little surprised at how much time was allotted to uh the what was that what was the the last Marvel and Miniature um, game called? Um yeah, Crisis Protocol. That, especially, was, a, that was like about a third of the time. Yeah, it was thirty minutes. Was yeah. Especially given that it wasn't a fantasy flight. Um, game, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a little. It was. It felt a little weird, but you know, as Ricky was saying, he's excited. I'm excited for him. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I hope the game does well. Uh, I'm definitely gonna demo it and check it out. And maybe this is the miniature game for me because I want one. You know, I, I appreciate. But I'm not 100 percent sure which one's mine. I appreciate. Well, you've gotten more into painting lately because of the yes. contrast paints, but. I appreciate it because unlike Star Wars where you have to buy wave after wave after wave of your own men, you've got ten characters that you get in the core set and you probably only have to paint five. So yeah. it's a quick setup, quick uh, quick paint, quick everything. Um, Justin, how do you feel about this uh, this year? <laughs> Don't die. I'm trying not to. Gotta survive four more days of this. Um... I think last year was better. If I'm mm-hmm. going to compare last year versus this year's in-flight report, mm-hmm. um, last year they had a lot of they they announced the Clone Wars era, like everything. Yeah, there was a lot more they, things that got hit I, yesterday. I this year is a little softer. I think they they acknowledged that in the front where they said, "Hey, we're about to announce some stuff. Just know more stuff's in the pipeline." It always is, though. But they, they announced that right up front. They kind of like started with that soft, hey. We got stuff. There's but stuff in the pipeline. So if you're not too wowed by this, don't worry down the line. Um, like personally, I'm a little, I know some of the communities were already uh, griping about. There was zero Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. zero L5R. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted a Twilight Imperium 4th edition expansion of some sort. That game's been out for over two years now mm-hmm. without any support. Yeah. I want to get eight players on that board. Yeah. Give me my expansion. Um, and I know I'm not alone in that. Um, 
I'm a little weirded out the fact that they talked about the new Final Hour Arkham game, but we didn't talk about the, the Arkham Horror 3rd Edition mm-hmm. board game expansion that is literally around the corner, too, when we were mm-hmm. talking about other things that are around the corner already. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they could have filled the time a little bit better um, this year with other stuff and maybe not so much time at the end with um, the miniatures game from another company. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is their time. Let them shine for their stuff. Well, maybe they um, wanted to give them that time. So it sounded like the, yeah. the developer of that game was good friends with... Um, the, the head of the studio. The head of the studio, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe he felt he was, you know, doing a favor for a friend and giving him enough time to really get into the game that he's spent mm-hmm. a lot of time creating. Right. I'm wondering if somehow Fancy Flight, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Fancy Flight does have something um, to do with uh, Animas games where they have like a co-whatever. There, there might be something there. Because, um, I mean, Fancy Flight just announced, hey... This is our Marvel LCG. Now to pass it off to this group over here, here's their right. models or their their miniature game. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of something going on. Um, yeah, this Marvel license being passed around quite a bit. Yeah, the op has it. Um, yeah, op has it. Fantasy Flight now has some Marvel game coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robot has a game coming up. Yeah, so it's it's around. So we'll see. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Marvel is a huge franchise and huge name to, to mm-hmm. do stuff with. And Fantasy Flight had the Marvel Heroes board game ages ago, and then good luck finding any information on it because that kind of seemed to be like, oh yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah. So overall, I I think it could have been a better report. Am I truly disappointed? No, but I I feel like there's stuff that people wanted that are just missing from it ultimately and uh i just also thought we should give an update it is 12:43, and the line for the will call is finally inside the building <laughs> that's a that's a sign i don't know what the sign is but that's a sign things sign are finally people are going to bed yeah 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 um, around this time a couple of hours from now about two more hours is when I picked up my uh, tickets last year, and there was, like, nobody in line at that point. Mm-hmm. So um, it, we went through it pretty quick. So yeah. jump in and have some time. Just uh, try not to do that during the, the waking hours tomorrow and, and actually enjoy the con if you can. I do have a friend coming out, um, and he was planning on just driving out tomorrow morning and jumping in line. I was like, dude, <laughs> you're not it's gonna better get... just to come out tonight. You already had the room. You're not going to be able to enjoy anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be in line all morning. Yeah, um, but for me, I I enjoyed this um, inflate report. It wasn't as strong as last year's, but last year's they kind of announced a lot real quick. Yeah, it was just shotgun. Um, and then they pulled that Oprah moment where they're like, "All right, you get a Keyforge deck, you get a Keyforge deck." And so that was pretty cool. Where's my Keyforge deck this year? And, you know, I'm not disappointed they didn't give a Keyforge deck out. Where's my Marvel Champion star set to the, this year? <laughs> I was secretly hoping they were going to pull it. I was hoping that. because I was like, I would play the living crap out of that tonight. We would be recording this right now, and I'd be like, okay, hold on real quick. I need to pause this for... I, I got to do a thing. I got to do a thing. Um, and now it's all right. It was. It, 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 it seemed a little weak at points, um, and I can understand that... They did, well, did do a lot last year, and they might have a lot coming up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just hope that um, we get some indication. And they're also kind of announcing stuff as it comes out now. They're live streaming, what, every Tuesday and Thursday Tuesdays now? Tuesdays and Thursdays now, yep. Yeah, so they're kind of very open about everything they're doing at all times. So, mm-hmm. And actually, I, I've jumped on a couple of those live streams, and they're really very good about watching the, uh, the chat and mm-hmm. responding to questions. Because it's not just like the same two people on those live streams it's usually someone that's involved in the project that they're playing yeah. like i watched one of the outer rim ones and they actually you know one of the designers for outer rim was playing it with them so um i think they're doing really good stuff with the with yeah. that yeah and i um oh, i'm clipping there um so it's it's they've come a long way in the last year um yep. but more than anything we're in day zero right now. Tomorrow is officially day one. Um, Doug, what do you have planned for tomorrow? It's already day one. You know, I got to check my calendar because I got so much planned this weekend. I'm having trouble keeping it straight. Yeah, no. I so, so for 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 Ricky and I, like I've got um, the pandemic survival tournament. You've got that. I'm That's planning on I'm digging the, through the, the, the dealer uh, hall. The dealer hall. Yes. Uh, we got Lord of the Rings uh, in the afternoon. Lord of the Rings in the afternoon. Uh, the three of us are actually going to be playing the Pathfinder 2.0, um, like a five-hour RPG session together. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, 2.0 is here, so we're going to actually test run it and, and see it in action, which I'm excited for. Oh, and before this next thing that Justin's about to say, we will forewarn you that we hope to put an episode out tomorrow night. We'll see how it works. Um, yeah, but Justin, what are we doing right after the? Uh, well, the RPG, RPG goes to like one in the morning or something like that. But then we're going to do an escape room right after. Yeah, so we're doing an escape room at one thirty-five a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, we'll come back. We'll be a little slap happy. We'll record something. Hopefully, uh, keep it on the shorter side because uh, we're excited. We're going to need to do a BWWRU <laughs> run like yeah. before then. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Please and thank you. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be good. Um, so that that's kind of on my plate. Ricky, you've got... Um, you're, you're you're with most of those things with me. I'm but everything but the pandemic with you. Right. I've got nothing planned other than that, so I'm going to be doing the dealer's room, hopefully the consignment area. And then, Doug, you had a couple seminars, right? Yeah, I got a couple seminars. So I've been uh, role-playing for a couple of years now and, and thinking about uh, dipping my toes into the world of GMing. Um, it's a thankless job. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, so I got a couple seminars. Uh, one about um, how to create encounters that are more than just straight up combat and making more interesting. And another Always one. Good. And another one about um, how to encourage role playing from your players at the table. Nice, nice. Bribes. <laughs> bribes work. Bribes are. Bribes always work. If not, then you you know you beat them. <laughs> With TPK, TPK, TPK. <laughs> Oh, no, I meant like... I'm done with this, TPK! I meant physical abuse, right? Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Like, hit them over the head with a newspaper until they roleplay better. No. Get the spray bottle. Aside from that, I'll probably try to find some time to walk the vendor hall. Um, I'd love to try to pick up a copy of the Pathfinder 2E Player's Handbook. Mm -hmm. There's tons. We saw one of the booths with, like, a security... A Gen Con security (laughs) guard guarding it. Mm -hmm. And, like... I used to work at a bookstore, and I, we used to do the same thing. Like when the the Harry Potter books came out, like we had to stage them, 
and then cover them with like a tarp. Yeah, so they don't officially release until tomorrow, right? But there's a pile of them mm-hmm. ready oh, yeah. to go right now. Yeah. And uh, we saw that outside of the vendor hall. So if the vendor hall is overcrowded and you need to just, and that's what you're looking for. Grab so and go, yeah. There's a grab and go booth, which they had last year for the play test. And mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to see it come back because uh, that's going to be busy. Yeah. And ironically, that is right outside the big hall where Pathfinder Society and all the Pathfinder games run. So very convenient. I uh, I want my plaid hat game, plaid hat. Plaid hat games, plaid hat. Yeah, they're giving away plaid hats for their 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary, plaid hat games, plaid hat. So Dead of Winter, plaid hat game. So you can wear your plaid hat while you play Dead of Winter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we've, we've been keeping an eye on promos and stuff. There are a few things that uh, we're interested in. We have a list if you want to look at it, Doug. Um, yeah. And I've, I've just been monitoring it. Um, I do want to see if we can get a copy of um, Unmatched. Yeah, Unmatched. Unmatched, yeah. Um, that's going to be out Restoration here. Restoration Games uh, game built on like playing legendary characters against each other. Like I want to fight. Bruce Lee versus Raptors. No, Bruce Lee versus Bigfoot. Let's do this thing. Like... Bigfoot um, is a majestic creature and should teach anyone who tries to disrespect it. Well, if you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know Bruce Lee's no one to mess with either. I don't know. Brad Pitt kind of threw him. He let him. Meh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Before we get too far into that. Um, more to come. More to come. Yes, we will be rooting around tomorrow. I'm hoping to get a copy of Horrified. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot really of cool. stuff that I really want to get a hold of. Um, so, let's get some rest, see what we can get, and uh, chat to everybody next in like 24 hours from now. Yeah. Doug, uh, no, thanks but, for... Uh, more than that. that. <laughs> more than yeah. that. Uh, our RPG will be ending... About 24 hours from so now. So 26 hours from now. Yeah, 26 hours from now we'll, we'll be chatting again. Doug, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely. probably going to be on here tomorrow with us again. Because Most likely. Unless you want to crawl into bed and hear us talking. <laughs> no, we'll stick the <laughs> microphone into your face while you're sleeping. You'll just be you snoring in the background of me and Justin slap happily rambling. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, this is Justin from Tabletop Arcanum. And this is Ricky. And Doug. Have a great Gen Con, everybody. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.